Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is December 11th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, it is Victory Monday. <laughs> we are, Bears are back, baby. The Bears, the playoff hopes are alive again. Well, I'm happy for you that you have a football team to be back, but it's not great timing for me, quite honestly, because we play the Bears this coming Sunday at the... The often-mentioned often December 17th heavyweight bout, which we've been sort of promoting for we, maybe a year now. We knew that there would be playoff implications. <laughs> and then here we are, and they're here. Wait, can you? I didn't look closely. Are, are the Bears, like, really harboring some playoff delusions right now? Is that really? I Okay, so they are 5-8. and eight. <laughs> Okay. Um, the Bears... They're they they should be seven and six though because they had two of the worst losses to right, collapses. All right, I empathize with you on that. I empathize, right. but like a lot so of anyways, NFL teams can say that every year. Okay, so we got all the right. brownies. If we okay. win the if we win the brownies, our next two games are the Cardinals and the Falcons at home. Interesting. I mean. Eight and eight is there. Eight and eight is there. And then who's last? The who's Packers. the last kid? <laughs> At Lambo. At Lambo. Right. Oh, that'd be delicious. And they're kind of maybe in. They're in it again, right? I mean, the pack. The, the yeah. Shea. Yeah. The Bears oh. are in it. The Bears are right in the. I mean, they're it. not. I guess they are. I guess they are. Okay. Interesting. Fields looked adequate. Seems Lions. I saw some highlights. That's all. It's just. It's hard. It's just the situation they're in. I mean, he's no Joe Flacco, but he looked okay. How about Flacco? (laughs) I mean, he's adequate. There was some real smoke and mirrors run after the catch with that 312 yards. I'm just going to say, like, a lot of tight ends getting yards out. But, like, he looks, he's very, very good for what Kevin Stefanski needs. Possibly playing the NFL's biggest imposter. Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) I had some texts for our friend Tron Carter, just scrolling through the through their schedule. Last thing I want to do is get Jags Twitter. They're 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 vehement. I don't want them mad at me, but they they've played not really anybody or beaten anybody, I should say. But great great performance. How about the uh, Panthers just taking care of the Steelers? (laughs) Taking care of business and the Panthers taking care of business. The Steelers lose to the Patriots. Yeah, I mean we got like an eighty-something percent chance now. Number one pick, two years in a row. Hey, I I don't want. I'm not going to go back and find the tapes, but I I believe that I said that this trade was a disaster for Carolina because they completely they got rid of all their players. They don't have anybody. They were going to be terrible because they didn't have DJ Moore. And uh, hitting here them we over are. the top. Why were they going on fourth and thirteen? What are they doing? I know it's like kind of a weird field, but fourth and thirteen is a lot. 
Why were they going I, for I saw, it? There? I saw some Bears Bears uh, journalist was arguing that that might have been the greatest play in Justin Fields' <laughs> career. I mean, because it was he, a great throw. But. He changed the plays at the line, changed the play at the line of scrimmage, got the guy uh, off sides on the hard count, and read the defense and went over the top. Oh, like, like, they were they threw the flag for off sides. Yeah. I didn't see. Okay, yeah. so he took the shot. All right, All it's right. like you know, it's unbelievable. Like I've I've watched. Aaron Rodgers do that, you know, for 20 years <laughs> against the Bears. Sure. Brett Favre, sure. like they draw it and then they always go deep. It was like the first time I saw a Bear quarterback do it. It was amazing. Are we going to this Browns game? I mean, it's that's a, a Sunday big game. Ask. I'm not 1 going. 1 p.m. I'm not Weather going. Weather looks okay. 61 degrees. What? We're not going. Yeah. I'm not. What? There's no way I'm going. All right. Maybe I'll go. If it, you said it was a Saturday night game. It was supposed to be. And then they flexed they it around, flexed moved it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how could they flex out of the Bears on their playoff march with against Flacco? I I'll, I'll be pretty pissed if we lose that game. That'll be a heartbreaker. We need one or two more. AFC is very competitive. Everybody's what? seven and six or like eight and five. All what? AFC North is in the playoffs right now. All four teams. As it no, is, no, we right are now. we aren't in we aren't in the playoffs. I'm saying AFC, well, AFC North. North. All four AFC of us North. are technically in the playoffs right now. No, The what if Flacco somehow leads you to a Super Bowl? It'd be great. I won't like, have any qualms or resentment where, about that. Where's his career go from? <laughs> is that is that Tom Watson level? Like, I don't know about open that. Championship. It's like a Nick Foles type thing, except he has real history. I, Foles didn't I'm really have. I'm trying to get a, a golf comp. Yeah, no, comp. I hear you. That's it. It's like, like Andy, Andy North. Maybe like Crenshaw getting that second Masters '95 after like he kind of wasn't that, you know, after he was kind of. I, mean, I wouldn't say he was you're washed comparing up. Him to but. Ben Crenshaw, Joe Flacco, I. I was thinking Andy North because he didn't win much of anything, but he won Super Bowls, you know, or well, he won I'm, majors. There's no, I, I don't know. There's only one thing to win in, in the in the football. It's the Super Bowl. I don't know. I mean, Crenshaw won two Masters. Flacco won two Super Bowls. Years hey. apart. I think that's not a bad comp. Speaking of winners, what? Fenway Sports Group wins the PGA Tour bid, whether it's a win or uh, you know, <laughs> or not. That's Another question. Is it Fenway Sports Group or Fenway Sports Group as a part of the larger strategic sports group? I, I with I don't a bunch know. of a gaggle that, of billionaires. Yeah. I don't I don't really understand what what that is. Is that Friends of Golf? No. No, Friends, Friends of, of Golf's golf out. These are other friends of golf. Acorn Boys. These are different, maybe friends, maybe not friends. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, would the PGA Tour let anybody across the drawbridge who's not a friend of golf? Well, that's my true. question. That's why they have a drawbridge. Need to check your, your friendliness. Um, Fenway Sports Group, I, I guess they win. The, the PGA Tour board, policy board, unanimous, unanimously recommends SSG, of which Fenway is a part, as a, a partner from amongst this you know gaggle of suitors. They also make a release. They sent a memo around that quickly became official article posted on PGA Tour.com. I, I, I uh, yearn for the halcyon days of, of posting just like kind of innocuous round recaps on PGA Tour.com instead of all these private e- lists of billionaires and private equity uh, fund funders. But 
that's where it was posted tonight. They also said in the memo, we plan to prog- proceed or make progress with the PIF in the coming weeks. Um, so that's some clarity, I guess, on the policy board situation. Um, I think it would likely hastened. It was likely hastened by the departure of John Rahm, which would quickly quickly whip their ass into gear. Uh, Thursday that happened, and then Thursday night there was a report from Michael Rosenberg and Sports Illustrated. I mean that. I would say portrayed a, a this was after we recorded portrayed a tour in, in chaos. Quite honestly, a, a, with with not a lot of leadership, not a lot of unity. Maybe Patrick Cantlay in power, mostly, was what the report said. Um, kind of scuttling the equalization fund, $1 billion equalization fund that was proposed in the middle of the summer by the PIF. And really a, a sort of a harrowing situation for the tour. Like, uh, is this even a thing that uh, could they die? You know, you have Wells Fargo dropping out the, <laughs> the next day. Just a string of bad news there. Uh, the Wells Fargo thing, as I understand it, was, you know, not really, you know, the, the price of the brick is going up, but they want to stay involved in the tour. Seems like there's another potential Charlotte suitor in there with the maybe Honeywell or something coming in. But, you know, it was just a bad run there Thursday and Friday. That probably hastened this board. Well, maybe you know, bad run. And then the rumors of Finau and Hatton are sure. on top of it. So Sure. So there's a way to whip un- unanimity quickly. Uh, on the board they met i believe they were meeting friday and saturday this board uh with more to come a lot between now and the end of the year and so that's where we're at just like us they're working weekends you know (laughs) lawn sunday doing year review research i don't know if that's worse or better than what the policy boards involved in these days they're they're head down in the books um i thought that rosenberg uh article was was an interesting one um and particularly uh it kind of it kind of illuminated all the the issues the tour faces, right? They have all these different um, effectively cliques that want different things, and the greed of the organization that can't figure out how to split up a billion dollars between you know two hundred members is is just it's uh, it's unbelievable, you know, um, you know that the I thought the. The reporting it seemed like was pretty accurate from stuff that I've heard in terms uh-huh. of the three billion dollars from uh, the yep. Saudi uh, the Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund, two billion dollars, and then a billion dollars of like you know, hey, you missed out on live, but here you go. Just like you know, that's something that I find amazing is that that this organization you you didn't go to live and you know whatever it may be like, there's gonna be. But this this organization gifts your your organization just gives you a billion dollars, and they can't figure out how to split it up. And what I'd add is, it's not like low stakes figure out how to split it yeah. up. It's not like just gratuitous one billion dollars. It's like figure it out, or you might not survive. And they're still yeah. like dicking around and squabbling over it, and and sort of just circular fire firing squad on it. Um. But there's some clarity. I, I would say after that Rosenberg report, I don't know if I, I mentioned this like yet. like getting the billion-dollar lottery ticket and never going to cash it. Because <laughs> you were arguing over what car to take to the, you know, whatever, <laughs> the place to turn in your ticket. Um, 
I would add, we didn't, I didn't include this. There was a Jordan Spieth pretty vehement pushback on that Rosenberg report via the Associated Press. I think Doug Ferguson was the byline on that. Um, there's no fact to it. It's been very collective since I've jumped on. It's not even a thing. We're looking for the best outcome for the players as a whole, and it's six persons as player directors. Um, he talked about Cantlay, said he's very smart. He's very measured in everything he says. He doesn't waste words, and a lot of times that comes across as demanding. In no way, shape, or form does he control anything. Um, you know, I think he called them an intellect at all. Uh, our collective duties are to represent the players. Deal, no deal, multiple partners. Um, what he said on Rom, I thought was interesting. I don't think for him it was the money, Spieth said. I believe he saw two places that neither one was in a great situation right now. And he said, may as well have the money. Kind of admitting we're, our house is on fire, too. Uh, not a great situation. So that was significant pushback. And then since then, they've agreed on strategic sports group. Or I guess they've agreed. It's kind of amazing how far we've come in the tour live discourse, just monitoring like how the general public's accepted the ROM news. And it hasn't been met with like the, the just, I mean, you compare it to what the guys that went in the first wave of defections went through. And it's just uh -huh. like, kind of like, oh, he's, he's going. Okay. You know? It's just amazing, and and part of that is the PGA Tour welcoming the Saudis in, you know, sure. formally, right? I mean, the, yeah, the <laughs> like calculus they, changed. I love, I love, I love the Golf Week article that the tour was like, we didn't think that they poaching would happen anymore. It's like, oh, like as what, at, what is going on over there? As it's being leaked, or at least talked about, even publicly, I don't even think leaked that you're you're kind of winking and nodding at every other potential investor or partner that might not be the PIF, either to dilute the PIF or remove the PIF entirely? I don't know. I mean, it seems like then that kind of opens things up again on the whole good faith. Well, as uh, soon as the poaching clause was removed, right? then you have to be worried about poaching again. Yeah. Yeah. And... I, you know, just like you think the ROM thing happened in the course of an hour? I think I'm blindsided. They didn't think they had any idea to maybe figure that out. The other Stem thing it. is ROM ROM was probably very privy to some valuation uh knowledge. I'm sure he was privy to the um the pool of money that was gonna be distributed to the PGA tour players and like yeah. I'm just going to guess like, I don't know. I have no facts of this, but like I imagine when they go back to advance the chats with Pip, with the PIF, they might be like, well, like, you know, John took like 500 of that billion dollars. So and, uh, you know, Tony <laughs> and somebody else has taken some other of it. So Whoops. there's, yeah, there's only like 600 million left. Um, so I wrote about this for the newsletter, not, you know, quickly, but, one of the questions I had was who's in power of the PGA tour. Like there's obviously a lot of people, a lot of power players and egos. Not Jay. And yeah, like you still need a captain. You need to absorb all these sort of desires and wishes and power players from very wealthy people and players and famous golfers, but you still need a captain. 
Doesn't seem like Jay. One thing that's been revealed over the last two weeks with Tiger talking at Hero, the Rosenberg report, is that sort of resentment, uh, the heat of how June 6th went down has not cooled off with the seasons changing. That still lingers now. Uh, it seems like there's significant pervading distrust uh, and resentment of Jay Monahan. And I was asking, like, who's who's like the leading voice in the PGA Tour? And I, it was specifically the PGA Tour for the newsletter. And like I concluded, I was like, maybe it's, it like might be Yasser pretty soon, honestly. I don't know if that sounds crazy, but uh, it's not Jay Monahan. I don't know what's how this is all going to wash out, but the tour feels like a, a little leaderless right now. Uh, maybe it's Cantlay, but that's not a long-term solution. Um, it's an interesting organization with the, with a lot of horizontal structure, but but it needs a little bit more of a central voice right now. So. Uh, yeah, this it's a fascinating discussion about you, you know, I think what's there's no leader and you know, maybe that's the 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 nice thing about the private equity guys coming in. Maybe that's the, the the good thing, right? Maybe somebody could be the bad guy and, and and could tell the organization to just you know stop being you know. I'm sure I'm sure for the private equity people that this has been a you know, oh what the hell is going on in here type situation. People that you know deal with a lot of different sophisticated organizations have been opened into the the membership of the PGA tour trying to get a deal done. I can imagine that they've probably been like, this is crazy. I can't believe this organization has probably been challenging for them. Right. Um, it, it, it was my understanding just as like anecdotally, not understanding, but rumor there that like Steve Cohen was really throwing his weight around on the TGL stuff. Like, well, who are you guys? What is this? Like, just, I mean, Steve Cohen, very successful, driven, powerful person, probably opinionated. It was really throwing his weight around on that. And who knows wh- how that could come, you, that kind of personality. He's also involved in the strategic sports group, but those kinds of personalities getting involved I, now. Maybe they're the ones that need to say that, that are the ones that are going to be able to say to the players, you know what? This is over. We're doing this. You brought us in, and this is where we're going. And you can either, you can either join or you know not be a part of this, right? No. I um, the other thing I was thinking about is just like, you know, we were at that that June, like I don't know, mid mid year of a year, eighteen months ago when the tour was so so wide open, right? players are getting picked off you know the camps around you know before cam smith but like you know live had made a lot of progress with the players early on and everything and i do feel like the tour is back in this susceptible state you know and i don't know if they'll change with like you know the private equity stuff but it feels like um again there's, you know, one or two more big players goes like really big players. And it's, it's kind of over where they're what's like, over the PGA tour. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't think like, I don't think Rory would ever go just based off of what he said, but it's like, if Rory goes, it's over. Right. 
Um, maybe. Yeah, it's I mean, like I, a combination of Spieth and Scheffler and Hovland go. You know, what if he so. what if he goes with the understanding that it like will f- drive them back together with their senses? That's, like it feels like what's Rom. That's what Rom's done already, though. So yeah, I mean, it, I I don't know. It felt it feels like um, it's just very very fragile. Like at the at, at what point at what point is the PGA Tour even needed? If you're going to completely re reimagine the whole thing, what what does the PGA Tour bring to the table? If you were, you know, because like that, that's my big question with this whole everything going on is like, what what are we coming out of this as, and how it's got to be drastically different, right? Right. And so at that point, if if it's just like a completely reimagined professional golf league. What what does the tour have if they don't have players? You think they'll have FedEx Cup points anymore? The... <laughs> Sir, we've got we've got seventeen years of FedEx Cup history. The classic at the Palm Beaches has five hundred FedEx Cup points, man. It's looking at the schedule today. It's like, what's the classic at the Palm Beaches? That's I think the they're close on a sponsorship. Cognizant. Cognizant. That's right. Cognizant of not existing. Wells Fargo's out. Cognizant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, to the PGA Tour um, sales staff. I don't well, know. That's just something that's been kicking around in my head. One notable thing that several others have pointed out, I think, uh, the SSG people involved with it have dealt with the PIF on various deals, sports deals and otherwise. So maybe that's an advantage to bring them in to kind of kumbaya it around and figure out the structure. So, all right. The other, the other thing. One last thing. Rom's Rom's contracted now to play for whatever five years or whatever the deal is. Five years. Was it five? I think three. That's I've heard. Okay. Heard five. Um five years, let's just say five. Three to five years on live. Fourteen events. You know, if you're if they're the only ones with contracted labor, is that where all the top players are gonna play? When they bring them all together, if if they bring them all together, if they bring this all back together, one league has contracted players, the other league doesn't. So thus, yeah, but they have membership regulations, Andy. You got to make fourteen well, the, starts the, or whatever. I think it the is. membership's going to be gone. It's going to be <laughs> dead. So, like, that's this is my question. One league's got com- contracted players. The other league doesn't. You know, God, whether it's the mules or the sort of the inability to get over their jealousy about the guys who took the money, it really does feel seem to be a case here in the last month or two of the year of, of fucked around and found out. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, it could have been better. And it might not. I don't know. Maybe it'll be great. Maybe everything will be great. But uh, maybe the best deal might have passed for all. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, if you think about, if you think about June when this was announced, Liv had nothing. The only thing they had going for it was that Brooks Kepka won the last major. Like it was. Even if you go to the end of the live season, it was dead. It was dead. You were negotiating with with a dead man walking. 
and now you're negotiating with the league that just signed arguably the best player in the world and is signing probably signing a couple more players. Whoops. Um whoops. All right. Well, not not great times, potentially. I don't know. Who knows? At least they made their choice of a private equity investor. And if you need to make a choice for your holiday gift. <laughs> what a what a segue. I, I was I was I was kind of flipping and flopping around there, but I got it. I got there eventually. This is honestly, you know, if you were if you were a PGA tour player and you wanted to send Pat Cantley or or Jordan Spieth, a token of your gratitude, you know, something nice for the holiday season because you you just love the way that they're negotiating you into these power positions. You, you know what you, you could do? You could go to fatcork.com. That's F-A-T-C-O-R-K. Like, uh, you know, the cork. You it's know, a little fat. Uh, it's fat. Pops out of the bottle, gets fat. Yeah. Goes the thick boy right away, like Bryson in 2020. <laughs> Got some good thick boy, with- some thick boy quotes. For the year uh, review, the coming. PGA, yeah, coming, coming. <laughs> about uh, how he became not so thick. If you want to curry favor or just express your gratitude to those around you, I'd suggest joining the membership. You can become a weekender, four bottles per shipment, frequent fizzer, six bottles per shipment, or merry, maybe a merrymaker, 12 bottles per shipment to show your extreme gratitude. And you know what? circumstances change times change as we've seen throughout this deal but you sign up for that membership it comes quarterly comes in april remind that loved one of just how much you're thinking about them or how much thought went into uh your christmas gift uh it's a gift that keeps on giving this is a good friend of the program a sicko like you listens through all these year in review episodes um has done a lot to kind of try and hook up listeners to this program including if you sign up as a member the first 30, I think these have gone pretty quickly. I don't know how many more are left. The first 30 who join as new members get a free uh, Seamus, like cork material head cover on the outside. It's not actual cork. It has simulates, I think, that feel. But really cool Seamus head cover, which is, those aren't cheap. Uh, you get two free sh- uh, champagne stoppers. You could also use them on bottle of wine. You get the champagne sleeve and two bottles of the year. If you join right now as a member, go to fatcork.com. This is the gift to give a significant other, a partner, someone in the office who's taking care of you um, in a business sense, I should say. Uh, this is the this is the gift, a membership to Fat Cork. And if you want just a bottle or two to bring to the party, be the life of the party, you know, just not bring another 12-pack of some Christmas ale or whatever, go to fatcork.com, use the promo code GOLF for free shipping on one-off, one-off yeah, purchases. With those but we're little, suggesting the, the membership. One-off purchases, just a, just a, uh, a little plug here, product plug here. Uh-huh. It was Friday night. We we were, I can't remember what exactly we were doing, but my wife was like, God, I wish we had, I had some champagne on ice. You know, we had just something, a short little thing before we were going somewhere. Can't remember where now. Um, and I was like, you know, you do. She's like, what? No, there's I no sleep. way. So it was one of the little, they have these um, smaller bottles. I think they yeah, call them yeah. the Demi Moors. Yeah. And it was, yeah, I, I knew where it was because it was hiding up with my beer. Okay. It was like up in the corner. And she was like, no, there's no champagne in there. There's no. And I'm like, oh, you got to look top, top left corner. It's up there. Yeah, and it was the perfect because it's a little bottle. It's like yep. you know sometimes if you if you're worried if you're opening a bottle of champagne, don't don't know how loose you want to get. You know you might not want to do the whole bottle, but those little bottles 
especially with those champagne corks, uh, the the stoppers. You uh-huh. know, that's the other thing. A bottle can last two days with those stoppers. Yeah, get a little extra life on it. All right, so fatcork.com. Fat cork, there we go. <laughs> Seven minute ad read. Go ahead. This is going to be an eight hour episode. Where do we pick up? We finished the Masters, a year review. This is year review part five. We are making progress. I don't give a shit if the deal, no deal, PIF, commissioner, whatever it is, we're, we're pro- proceeding forward. Rob, we're going to keep keep going. So this the is part heritage. five, Heritage. I was pl- I played the played Augusta National on Monday of, of Heritage. You know, Pretty this good. full circle moment, full circle, circle moment. The other night I was... Uh, this was just a random thought, not a full circle moment, really. But the other night, I was uh, I was doing some cleaning. The wife was away, and uh, you know I hadn't listened to Led Zeppelin in a while, and I put it on, and oh. I mean I was like rocking out to Led Zeppelin. I know they're very well revered in history, but if you haven't listened to Led Zeppelin in a while, throw it on sometime and just. It was it was delightful. I like I was like, God, they these guys were great. You know, this is not not like anybody hasn't said that. But I was listening to Stairway to Heaven. And I had this thought that came into my mind. Stairway to Heaven's just like the Masters, right? The song starts like that's like Thursday of the Masters. And then the end is just Sunday on the back nine, right? You're every everything's going fucking crazy. You can't even Pay, you don't even know you all the music's going at once. Uh-huh. And then it's over. Yeah. It's just like boom, over. Right? There are a lot of yeah. There are a lot of stairway to heaven analogies. That's another I one. I like it. All right. Master. It's not short good. on. I've always been trying to compare it to a golf course, but I just realized it's just it's just the um Master Tournament. Yeah, the Masters Tournament. The tournament okay. as a whole. Okay. Anyways, like you so play I it Monday. There on, on Monday. Uh, yeah. Awesome day. Awesome day. Made <laughs> three birdies. Made three birdies on the on the back nine. It was fun. You know, I think the most amazing thing is like I, you know, I would say that I am uh, a, a procrastinator. I am. A, if you don't give me a deadline, a hard, fast deadline, you're not getting anything from me ever. You've worked with me for a while. You probably know this. Um, and uh, that that <laughs> night. I I had to go down to West Palm Beach. I had to go down to the swamp, Jupiter, right mm-hmm. after. <clears throat> and I I took I I was on like the last flight out cuz you know, I just want, didn't want to be hung up at all. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't want to have to rush out of Augusta National on uh, right. Monday. Sure. And uh I I I got to the airport and I just started writing. Like I never write stuff right away. You know, if I can put it off and I had no deadline on writing about playing Augusta National, I ended up writing till like three thirty in the morning. I was writing in the Uber. I wrote the whole plane ride down there. I was writing in the Uber, got to the hotel room, wasn't done, kept writing till like three thirty in the morning. Um, so anyways, that's just like a uh, I think a symbol of 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 that day, uh, how cool it was. Um, obviously, Great the article. highlight. Great recollection. The, hi- the highlight was. Um, was just firing a ball into the grandstands. That was definitely the highlight. <laughs> From what? You were way left at 17, Way left right? at 17. And, yeah. Uh, the, the caddy, caddy was trying to get me to chip out back out into the middle of the fairway. He's like, here's your line. I, I, when I, you know when you're walking up to your ball, you're just already looking at like the different places you could go. 
I saw that grandstand, and there was no way I wasn't hitting. He could have told me I was going to get kicked off if I rifled it into there, and I think I still would have hit it in there. That was that was obviously a, a yeah, like a full circle moment. Is that to use that correctly? I don't know for the fried egg for you pursuing this career in golf media. Obviously, you had a life in golf prior to a career in golf, but. That was a special day with a bunch of podcast articles on it. That was, that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, it was, it was, I, yeah, I don't know. As somebody who wasn't in golf for a decent part of their life and, and started the, started this thing and, and it got me back, back into the world of golf. I don't think, I mean, I never really was in the world of golf. I worked at a country club. Right. Um, but the idea like when you're a kid and you're playing golf, you always are hitting like putts to win the masters. And when you're a kid, you have, you're naive. Like you don't know that it's the hardest place in the world to get on. Right. Like you just assume that you're going to get there. And I think the, the thing that was so cool, um, to me was like, you know, eight years ago, I don't think, I think I had, kind of given up that I was ever going to play there. And then, you know, you, you get a play there. Right. And you, not only you play there, but you play like the Monday after the masters yeah. Sunday yeah. pins. Um, Persimmons. Yeah. I mean, cool. I, I was thinking I was, I went for a run today. I was thinking about, um, I thought about it a little bit and, uh, and I was, I was thinking about hitting 15 and two. That was, that's the, that's probably the two two shots that stand out. I hit a lot of really great shots on the back nine, but the the shots that stand out, the back to back shots on fifteen, I was I the, I couldn't have hit two better shots. I I wish I would have made the eagle. So yeah, well, you got the first two. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. a lot of people a lot of people think we're too sometimes we're too cranky or critical, but I think like I don't know. Uh, we try to call balls and strikes, but I think we're never. Um, uh, I don't know. We're never really, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say we ever take for granted, even whether it's Augusta national, whether it's just a regular old PGA tour event, whether it's anything, I, I would say we're, we're pretty in awe and grateful for even being able to go to these events, let alone play Augusta national and be able to do what we do. Um, so I don't know. We try not to lose sight of that. And that was certainly a, a pinch yourself moment for you and really yeah. the company so it was awesome. all right that's monday of heritage week so um i'll reshare the article if anybody didn't read it pin to your profile the most read article in the history of the friday.com by i think a pretty wide margin so uh a great article great probably, recollection probably, re- probably read it so well, yeah yeah right right um are you ready for heritage week i am all right, the purse, at the heritage was bigger than the master's purse. Oh my god! Maybe, 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 maybe a sign. Oh man! Maybe I a sign that. that this wasn't going to work. Oh man! I forgot about that. Oh, so to get the designated event right after the masters, the purse is bigger than the master's purse. Oh, Just, that's yeah. I forgot about that. That's not good. Um, DL3 was in featured groups. What? 
Really? I forgot he was even in the field. Somehow he got into feature I mean, I group understand coverage. why he would be in the field, like, just with this her- history there. But I think Friday morning, feature group's coverage was just littered with DL3 coverage. And it was like, what? what this is a designated event. We're just yeah. getting hammered with DL3. <laughs> 55-year-old DL3. Just, yep. Yep. Um, so it came out that Jimmy Walker was playing on a top 50 money list exemption. Do you remember this? Uh, no, I don't think so. I know it came up late in the year when he was bitching about the signature events or whatever, the structure. So he was 59 on the career money list, but because of the uh, live erasure eraser, the removal of nine players ahead of him uh. on the list Moved him up to fifty, so he so he earned the top fifty exemption. Into designated events, career money. It's crazy that those guys he was don't contending. exist. Uh, yeah, he was contending this week. Yes. Oh god. Okay. That's how it all came up. Okay. Uh, so uh, Fitzy wins. It was actually a really great tournament. You had Fitzy, Spieth, and Cantley duking it out on Sunday. Fitzy wins in a playoff over Spieth. He beat him on the third playoff hole with a birdie. Uh, Spieth had two putts that like burned edges in the playoff. That almost went in. Uh, Fitzy shoots 63-68. Um, during, during the playoff, the crowd's chanting, USA, USA. <laughs> Forgot about that. Stupid. Sunday, Sunday, the pace of play of Patrick Cantlay boiled over once again. Yeah, I remember this becoming. I mean, we coming off the Masters where you know that's a that's like a larger audience, a general sports audience, and you're just in the crosshairs there, five hour round and twosomes. Cantlay becomes like this, this kind of punching bag for a week, and then it happens again the next. On week. Saturday, you tried to say that it wasn't it wasn't his fault. You like tweeted out. Like, I don't think I said it wasn't his just, fault. This is just people trying to ring the impression. You're trying to these. Everybody's now piling on to get low, like some big. Yeah, I numbers. think that was. Yes, I think that started happening. There was like a pile on going on with like uh, just Cantley was the only one. I thought that was I thought like, yeah, he's slow, but I felt like there was like an unfair pile on. Of course, he has to change. It's not, he's got to, yeah, he can't do what he does, but everybody just looking for engagement, having fun, popping pat. So you wrote, you wrote in the newsletter, thanks to two straight weekends with Patrick Cantley in high profile, high leverage positions. The topic of slow play has never been hotter. And that's saying something because it's been a constant topic since, well, forever, but especially since the invention of Twitter. <laughs> I mean, they people were having a field day with this. I mean, so there, the big the big video was that there a fan yeah. snapped a video. Hit the timer on his iPhone, right, or something. Well, that was one. That was. I think one. that was, that came into my next week on Zurich or something. I saw it. Okay, go ahead. There was this timer, and the other one was that uh, Billy oh. Foster was on the tee box 
and Pat was like teeing it up, getting ready to hit. And Foster's uh. just rubbing his face <laughs> like he's doing exactly what the mannerisms of somebody that's annoyed with yeah. how long somebody's taking, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like when you're trying to leave your, you know, your significant other's party and she starts talking to somebody right at the door. The long What you would turn around and do, <laughs> you know, when nobody yeah. sees you. <laughs> There were there were a couple because these these didn't come out until my week. There was another one where somebody was heckling him and his caddy. I think whoever his caddy was at the time uh, fl- flicked off the the gallery, flipped off the gallery because someone was heckling Cantley. Um, and then there was the the iPhone wa- or the iPhone timer, which yeah. was admittedly bad. Yeah, I mean that's, that's how you like shame the tenth someone. Hole, I think. And I don't know what it got to like two something or I think it was minute two and forty a half minutes. Okay. And yeah, I mean, that was, that's shaming somebody and it went viral for sure. And then I was like, can we show this? I think it might've got DMCA, but uh, I don't know. The tour usually loves the fan videos, but not that one. So. Um, and then just, this was right after obviously the masters, right? So uh-huh. there's like some cleanup. So Cantlay talked, talked about the masters and the slow play there. He said, we waited all day on pretty much every shot. We waited on 15 fairway. We waited on 18 fairway. I imagine it was slow for everyone. And then this is Shaq. Uh, Cantlay went on to blame the wind, difficult greens and hole locations for players taking so much time. The new anti-rollbacker left out any mention of walks back to tees or players waiting for par five greens to clear or that he takes two minutes to hit a simple putt. <laughs> I do remember that being one thing with the putting. He got, was he with Spieth? No. On was Sunday, he? it was Spieth, Fitzy, yeah. and Cantlay. And there were some with Spieth getting, I thought, getting noticeably like, what's up, man? Uh, and like he put it past the hole and then take another two minutes to put it back, come back. It's just not great. So, uh, so on this Sunday, Rom, um, who, you know, obviously just won the Masters, he he joins the booth and he calls golf for like an hour. Do you oh, remember yeah. that? Yeah. He was really good. Now, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll send them up with the Arlo. Arlo and Parody. Parody. Incredible. <laughs> Maybe I can't wait to see what Sue Ann has planned for 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 Rob. <laughs> I saw he joined the Maybe. Sue Ann pe- podcast. God knows what that line of inquiry was about. <laughs> Fultz and Sue Ann with John Rob. Do you think they drink a beer out of a shoe to start every podcast off? <laughs> Only in Adelaide. Better podcast host, Sue Ann or Carson Daly? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you remember your Carson impression? Yeah. Oh, hi. <laughs> All right. They're off the rails here tonight. All right. Um, speaking of Rory, he does not play at Harbor Town. <laughs> I love the Carson to speaking of Rory transition. Well, All right. Think, every yeah, time sure. I see Carson now, I think about Rory. Oh, of course. The Cor- yeah. Carson Rory show. Yeah. Um, Rory doesn't play at Harvardstown. Obviously gets quite a uh, quite uh, a bit of heat. Yeah. Um, he was yep. part of the mandating the participation in the events. You know, you could only skip one. And obviously he, he skipped Kapalua and then this one. Um, there was a ton of 
ton of speculation on why he wasn't there. Um, you know, from from all things, uh, I I don't really know what happened, or I don't think anybody. So really he, knows he came back Wells Fargo. So he yeah. had like mental health or something break. He yeah, it sounds like that. something serious. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. But weren't guys like a lot of people Xander... were like it's just like because he played bad. So I, I'll yeah. get there. Yeah, that, like people thought it was because he was pouting because he played bad at Augusta, <laughs> which is. Like, given the stakes and his very public profile and positions with everything, like, I, I don't think he would just skip and go against, like, the own rule. Like, I don't know. Just his he position at the, for the tour at that point. Didn't moment show up because he shot, what, 77 yeah. on Friday? Yeah. 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 Um, he got docked $3 million in the pip because of that. Did, he? Million Did that happen? Yeah, so it was okay. the year before, so Monty oh, had announced okay. that he was going to okay. get docked $3 million in PIP money. Okay. All right. Um, so Xander said, <laughs> after his round on Thursday, rules are rules. <laughs> so, I mean, for the most part, a lot of what he wanted is what's happening, and the irony is he's not here. Rules are rules, unless you're look- looking for a drop in the desert at the Phoenix Open, yeah. Xander. All right. Um, Zell Torres has back surgery. Um, ah, yeah. After WD the Masters announces the, uh, yeah. He'll be out uh, till Hero. Um, <laughs> Masters is the most ta- watched uh, tournament since uh, Reed's win in 2018. Okay. And then uh, DL3 performance from Gordon Sargent, who obviously he had all the hype, the hoopla. Leading into the week, there was like into the Masters. It was like, can Gorgeous Sergeant win? The and then he he kind of bombed out in the first round. He had the chipping issues, everything. He goes back to college event next week. Wins oh, by tw- wins by twelve. Forgot about that. <laughs> the Mason Rudolph. Yeah, forgot about that. Isn't it amazing the Steelers? Uh, old, old Steelers quarterback has his own college event. <laughs> What a dumb joke, but I like it. What is the Mason Rudolph? Who is that? Where's that event? Do we know it's anything a, it's about It's an event down in is the that south. south? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure Brentley will fill us in tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, but he won by 12. So, you know, the famous DL3, the famous for the for new listeners who yes. didn't listen to the DL3 spotlight, the famous DL3 performance was... All right, there was a quote. He he won. What was it? Five Harbor Towns. A bunch. Four or five. Four five, or five, five Harbor Towns. Maybe more. People yeah. asked him, like, "What's up with Harbor Town?" And he said, "Well, you know, I feel like I'm always primed for the Masters. And I, I peak. Don't, I physically, peak. <laughs> my game peaks for Masters. I'm ready. I'm ready. But, but, men- <laughs> but mentally, I go on the fritz because it's the Masters. So- but the game stays and lingers for the next week." And mentally he calms down. <laughs> I mean, he said this. Basically, he became sort of a mental midget during the Masters, even though his game was still A+. Plus. So, wow. all right, that does it. It was, it was a sleepy. Like, Harbortown's always sleepy. And they bring all the best players in the world there. And guess what? It's still sleepy. Can we... How ridiculous is it that there's a... One of the best, one of the events that the best players of the world goes to is in Hilton Head. Ah. 
Yeah, You're such I mean, a it's sort of my apologist. No bullshit. Like, get out. It's sort of my. It is the same argument I make about Sea Island having an event. It's like, the why same do we need? Thing. To, yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, just, that, that's one other underlying thing with this whole Rom Live thing is that I do kind of buy into is the global aspect of Live, like that 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 they aren't just making it this American tour. I mean, I get it. I buy the talking point. It's like the one I think is their best talking point. This is really what I wanted to say. Do people actually care about it, though, in Singapore or Jeddah? <laughs> do, do people I don't know. care about it in Jeddah? Is that a real I mean, I, I mean, like, so you're going to these places, but well, what's it doing I think people cared about that? it in Australia. Yeah, well, that's a separate deal for sure. Yep, I agree. Um. All right. Is that it for Heart Heritage? That's it. Okay. Sure, I missed Zur- a bunch of stuff. But. Zurich Classic next week. Uh, used Golf Facts pops out of the hibernation um, and outs reveals him or herself. Oh, can go we ahead. go back? Can we yeah. go back? Yeah. One more thing about Cantlay. This was, this, I didn't want to lose. I just was scrolling back through. I saw yeah. I missed this. There were lots of references to the slow play on on the Sunday telecast. Yeah. So Frank Doblo referred to the clock ticking on Cantley's time to make a move. Oh, making like <laughs> euphemisms. Ian Baker kept being like saying about Cantley. He said it multiple times. He goes, never hurried, never rushed. <laughs> <laughs> Tre- Trevor Immelman talks about how slow things got around the two-hole stretch of 13 and 14. Remember, he hit the shot off the, the wooden bulkheads, Cantley. No, maybe his his ball came to rest on the oh, bulkhead, yeah, like up yeah, against it. Yeah. it. Took him like four minutes to hit yeah. the shot. Yeah, that was when Rom was in the booth. Yeah, okay. So there you go. What CBS I just, I getting cheeky? I, they have fun if you listen close. I they like remember fun. the Ian Baker. Never hurried, never rushed. <laughs> I do remember that. All right, Zurich week. Use golf facts comes out of hibernation. Baited and goaded by one Tron Carter, <laughs> um, tagged used golf facts. Um, have to wonder if they didn't attend due to the quality of seats. They were attending some, uh, I, a cricket, a rugby match, or something down in uh, Adelaide area, down in Australia. Said, did they did used golf facts not attend due to the quality of seats? Used golf facts responds with the picture. That could not have been taken except in person, sitting a row in front of Patrick Reed. This, you know, anonymous Twitter account that was on site in the booth or in the low suite with Patrick Reed tweets a photo from on site. Like, oh, well, there you go. It's like, these look like nice seats to me. And everybody does the meme. We got them, ladies and gentlemen. We got them. It's like you can't. <laughs> you are related to Patrick Reed, and some. This is a picture from the actual suite at the game. So there you go. From the handle at Use Golf Facts. I don't remember this. I don't know why I wanted to include this. Russell Wilson flipped a golf cart into a bunker at Arrowhead. What? That was. I forgot about that. Sort of a a, a metaphor for his career at that point. Um, the heckling video of Cantlay we talked about. Um, what? Oh, this was uh, 
This was the week of the first women's major of the year. The Chevron, the newly crowned Chevron, not so major. The week started with news that they prepared for the possibility of a celebratory leap, a reincarnation of Poppy's Pond. But they had to dredge the pond and install a dock with a gator net. Do you remember the alligator net of this pond at Houston? Yeah. Uh, and I didn't know they had gators in Houston. And everybody's like, are you still jumping in there? Can't the gator just walk around, get out on shore, walk around? Well, that's the thing. Jump what, into the a, netted a gator area. Net? You think a gator net's a net? Said <laughs> so we've taken taken measures to keep the alligators at bay. That doesn't sound What about the confident. snakes? <laughs> so they've got that going on. That was the big news of the week. The Chevron. Um, I wonder how much money that cost. Just for a little jump into the pond. The net. It was like I, I made a big plea that we stopped the jumps. It was stupid gimmicky. This isn't Poppy's Pond anymore. Uh, Chevron was kind of fell flat. It got exciting there at the end. There was an all-world shank from Alim Kim. Uh, Ataya Titicool dumped her approach in the lake. Allison Corpus, like was ripping them into the... We had a big blue wall. It was, again, like a par five, I think. They were hitting like low-lofted clubs. And ri- they had this mesh netting, like a grandstand right behind the 18th green. They were ripping them into that they grand. They had to like, bring it back. There was no reason to leave it short in the water. And I think uh, Titicool, tr- just, there was no reason. Just launch one in the net or at least make sure you're long. Um, and so, yeah, they were taking drops from these netting behind the behind the green. Uh, Lilia Vu beats Angel, Lin, uh, Angel Yin in a playoff. Uh with you know, Yin got a free drop after you know. Uh, or I'm sorry, everybody was throwing it beyond the green for this free drop out of the netting. So Lilivu wins, jumps in the pond, does not get eaten by an alligator, goes on to win another major this summer. Um, what else? Player in the world. Yep. What else happened this week? Oh, Dream Golf announced Rodeo Dunes. Rodeo Dunes, I should say. That was a big, Rodeo. big, <laughs> big uh, development in the GCA world. Uh, viewership for the RBC Heritage announced up 13% year over year. Most watched round of 23 PGA Tour season, excluding the Masters. So PGA Tour was hot. I know you said it was sleepy and all that, but a lot of people watched it on the on the heels of the Masters. So PGA Tour was the, hot. It's designated a rare, rare opportunity to see a guy from uh, just a normal guy, your your local neighbor. That's he's it the out needle. With a, with a, with he a, is uh, a needle. US that Open was champion. the origin of that whole debate was, is he a superstar? Not whether he can hit the center of the club face every time or he's the best player. Uh, but he moved the needle yet again, Andy. Um, OW, used golf facts also came out of hibernation to blast the OWGR. I'll explain how the R- RBC Hilton had had a higher field rating than the Masters. This should be a crime. Alleging it's a crime. Uh, PGA Tour designated event had 46 players over 200, 200th in the world. And then, you know, does the stats four over 1500th. I assume one was DL3, two over 800. So OWGR, used golf facts, doing some OWGR accounting, calling it a crime. So not only R- Hilton had, had a bigger purse, but had a, a higher uh, field rating as well. Um, what else happened? Oh, uh, Lamagna had a good article in our uh, in the newsletter about Live Golf. They they paired all the teams together in Adelaide, which seemed like highly anti anti competitive, pretty sketchy. 
Like if you have all the crushers playing together or you have all the range goes playing together, like it's not really a lot of checks and balances on protecting the field there when you have their entire teams playing together or, or t- groups of two and their teammates. So it's like, this is anti-competitive. Uh, do I think pairing teammates together will result in widespread cheating and impacts who wins? No. Do I think pairing teammates together decreases the intensity and absolutely makes the golf tournament feel more like an exhibition? Absolutely. Um, Chase Kepka had a hole in one in Live Adelaide, and then I believe, I believe he said, was it "I'm him." Ball? He said, "I'm him," as if he's like you know, Justin Jefferson catching the seventy-eight yard touchdown pass. I'm him. But yes, the party hole went nuts, went crazy. So that was a big highlight, and they had a great crowds. It was a great tournament. It was just sucked competitively. Taylor Gooch was up ten with eighteen to play. And it just never really was that that it was overnight CWF. This was that. this was Gooch. Uh, this was the the Gooch highlight swing. of Gooch's uh, career at this point. You right, know? right. But he was it was barking, just like barking at the USGA. You know. Yeah, I've got that coming. So, so speaking of Liv being anti-competitive, Zurich had some pretty anti-competitive elements too. We had Paresh Amin. You might have been on vacation this week. Do you remember Paresh Amin? And his, I, I think I was around. Nick Hardy and, and Davis Riley won. Right, but I think Lamagna did served as a pod fill-in Thursday. Yeah, might, I think you're on oh, I remember this. I remember listening to this. Where was I? So oh, Paresh Amin has 28 starts. He had 27 <laughs> were either an MC or WD. And this was on the, the G-Pro Tour. <laughs> this was on the G-Pro Tour. He missed 27 of 28 cuts. And one was a WD. Where was I driving? I remember distinctly. I re- the, remember listening to this episode. The one time he made the cut on the Jeep Pro Tour, I was he was a T seventy nine. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, so everybody's trying to figure out who this guy is. He's apparently like friends with a bunch of guys at Hilton Head or uh, Sea Island, and he's like a former. He's a veteran. Uh, got some insight into that. He's maybe you know. There's I don't know some. some some tales about that. Um, but yes, he's apparently, I think he played with Michael Thompson. He Because you get these end arounds at the two-man tournament. Guy has missed every cut on the G-Pro tour. He's playing the PGA Tour event. Like, this isn't a serious tour anymore. If you have this guy in your field, you can't claim to be the most competitive tour when you have all these end arounds. Also in the field was none other than the dynamic duo of John Daly and David Duvall. <laughs> They shot a three over in the best ball, best ball <laughs> portion of the week. For a Thursday, they shot three over. So you got Pressure Bean going, uh, and then you had John Daly and David Duvall. Uh, they were finished in last place by a dozen. Daly and Duvall, last place by a cool twelve. Pressure Bean beat him. Yes, yes. Um, the gas man was supposed to play, but Kisner had WD'd. I've got that in here. Uh, Lamagna wrote, it's impossible to calculate a means Thursday score, but he shot well above 80 in the best ball. <laughs> um, so then they go out and three over in best ball, and then they got to do alt shot. Inclement weather pushes tee times up. So you got John Daly and David Duvall, senior tour players in New Orleans. God knows what they're doing out in New Orleans. Tee times pushed up to like the ass crack of dawn, 7 a.m. And they're first out. They're like first out. They open with a and they got to play alt shot and they open with a hundred ninety one yard drive, crack of dawn. <laughs> they go out in forty five 
<laughs> an all shot. Not only they got 45, I but they remember sp- tracking this in the sky. They spend a good, like, good window on uh, on featured groups because, like, coverage is pushed up. They're on ESPN. They've got nothing to show. And Daly and Duvall are just, like, limping around, hacking it in all shot. And they're on featured groups. And there was a great one, a quote from Ned Michaels. I mean, they're, like, miles on the cut line. Like, 12 shots, like, miles from the cut line. And then Michael starts talking about the variability of alt shot, like as if they could get it back on the back nine. I love Ned Michael. He's great. But he's talking about how variable alt shot can get wild swings. And I mean, they were, they live in and last by 12 hitting at 191 yards. Um, what else do we have here? Um, oh, you, you posed this great question. What's the other sport equivalent to Daly and Duval pairing in a featured group in an actual tour event? Would it be letting the ceremonial first pitch participant actually pitch in the game? It's a great hypothetical. <laughs> like Meg responded, the winner of the Dr. Pepe- Pepper tuition toss starting the second half at quarterback. So that was what that was the fun of the week of the Daily and Duval. Two great I mean, champions in their time. What this, this I'm so happy this happened because <laughs> I haven't laughed that hard in a little while. It's B, but B it's so absurd that this is happening on the PGA Tour. You've got so that was the dovetail to anti-competitive elements of players playing together and, and live, but then you got Paresh Amin and you got the Daily Duval. Um, I took the piss bear and the one and done and one and done picks. My rationale being he'd made the transatlantic flight without incident. So the weight off his shoulders, he was just going to play free. Uh, like, I think he didn't play like well. The, the new, new father. Thing. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, there's live power rankings. The cliques went from first to last in Adelaide. They were first to last like, like that. That was cliques. Uh, everybody was fired up there first after the first round and quickly fell off. Keith Mitchell and Sunjay M are partners at Zurich, and there's like a lot of catnip around that. It's like an adorable post-round interview. They talk about trying to teach him about Georgia football and Sunjay trying to teach Keith Mitchell about uh, Korean. It's just good. Uh, good kind of catnip, innocent, <clears throat> fun. Riley and Hardy uh, win. They shot it back 931 and alt shot, I think. Does that sound right? Yeah. Had to be. Uh, to win, uh, Matt Fitz did a, a, I think, an interview with Jamie Weir and Sky. This is just like right after he won, called "Slow Play." It's truly appalling. Like coming out right on the heels of Brooks, like need the top players calling it out. It's truly appalling. The PGA Tour, nothing will ever happen unless the PGA Tour actually does something. But we know they'll never do anything. Basically, is what he said. So, like the top, not just Twitterers, but you know, the top players hammering it. Um. Tiger Woods announces his surgery, I believe, subtular fusion to his, uh, you know, his ankle or his foot. Uh, Dick Bland and Eddie Pepperell have a Twitter feud, uh, and Dick Bland admits to tweeting under the influence and apologizes a couple days later. So he's down in Adelaide getting hammered and starts like tweeting any, at Pepperell. Any respectable 52-year-old would do, you know. <laughs> he said Pepperell had only been on tour for 15 minutes. Um, 
and hadn't contributed or done anything really for the DP World Tour. Uh, what else happened? Uh, there's a big uh, uh, Corn Ferry Tour scandal of guys taking a cart, the Lecom Suncoast Classic. I believe Toasty got a two-stroke penalty. Wilson Fur got one. Uh, so this was a big issue with that. Uh, the World Champions Cup is announced, which I think just finished today at the USA, winning that. Shad Tootin. We had an inside scoop on Shad Tootin paying for like 20 people to come to New Orleans because he was going to get a start. And then he was kind of piggybacking on Kisner and Kisner WD. So he had all these tough, tickets. Tough year for, for the gas man. Gas man. Some, he had the WD from break. final qualifying school at the end. He was having like heart problems or something. So terrible. Um, well, the, uh, if he would have played that event, he might have had enough points. He would have played the Corn Ferry. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, what else happened here? Uh, we, we had a lot of fun with, about Joseph finger. So Joseph finger sleeps with the fishes, but you just meant he had passed on. He wasn't actually killed and dropped at the bottom of the lake. Joseph finger, uh, the architect. What was he? The architect, which course was he the architect of? That's a good question. The Chevron course. Was it the Chevron course? I think it was the Chevron, Chevron, the Houston course. Yeah. Uh, so Joe, Joey Finger sleeps with the fishes. That was a fun moment in podcast history. Um, and then we record during a never-ending finish in the dark between Charlie Wee and Mark Kensby on the Champions Tour. Can't believe there was a Charlie Wee Who ended playoff. up winning, Charlie Wee? I think, I, I don't know. I didn't get that part down. I think it was Hensby. Mr. Stack and Tilt. We, we stack recorded. And, stack and Tilt versus the, the Doper. <laughs> yeah. That does it for Zurich Classic Week. We're on to uh, what's next? Mexico. Okay. I'll tell you what. I don't know. <laughs> this is a bad stretch of golf for the PGA yeah. Tour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to put that back out. There there shouldn't be a, an event a week this this time of year. Like this should yeah. be downsized. Yep. All right. T- uh, awful field. Headliners are John Rahm and um, Tony Fina. Okay. Irony, you know, big yeah, news this yeah, week. You know, yeah, yeah. I want that they, international they, tour. They deliver. They uh, they go first and second in the field. Okay. Finau wins by three. He kind of is like an arm's length from from Rom all Sunday. The final group. Do you know who the third in that final group was? No, couldn't guess. No Akshay. Clue. Oh, okay. So Akshay played really, really well. This was like during the stretch that got him his card. Um, yep. It was the sixth win of, of Finau's career, so he gets out of the pancake zone. Um, and okay. uh, there's only two, other than Rom, there's only two other players that finish within seven of Finau. So it was a big win. He won yep. by a lot. Um, yep. r- with Rom's finish, you know, we want to talk about money. Rom's runner-up finish, it brought his earnings to $14.5 million, which was a new PGA Tour single-season record. This was Not in- even to May. Yeah, April. late April, last week of April, he set a new PGA Tour single season record in earnings. So he's gonna go get more more money. Yeah. Um. <laughs> there's a big B news. I don't know if you remember this, but there was on the telecast like a swarm of bees uh, attempted to attack Eric Van Royen on the course. The deck, like everybody right? had to hit the deck. Yeah. Ches Big Bill Revy was in the group too. Oh my god, what a group! Ches always low to the ground. That's good. 
So all right. that's all I got for for uh, that. That we'll talk a little bit about Live Singapore. They played back to back. They were they went Adelaide to Singapore. Yep, out in you know Australasia. who won. Uh, Gooch again, right? Yeah, Gooch did okay. the Australasia swing win. Yep, yep. So the, he wins uh, second in a row. He's the first live player ever to win back to back. Another record, record setting live performance. Okay. First player to win back to back. Big story is obviously at this point exemptions. There, you know, guys not getting into the PGA, guys not getting into the U.S. <laughs> Open. Right. And Phil goes on a rant. Okay. It's all going to iron itself out because you're one of the majors. If you're the masters, you're not looking at, we should keep those guys out. You're saying to yourself, we want to have the best field. We want to have the best players. These guys uh, and these guys added a lot to the tournament this year at the masters. How do we get them included? Just keep this in mind because then there's another tweet series of tweets later. Yep. yep. (laughs) Um, we have to come uh, to a qualifying mechanism that's inclusive. And if the world golf ranking isn't going to be inclusive, then they have to find another way. Maybe they take the top five or 10 or winners of live, but they're going to have to find a way to get the best live f- players in the field. If they want the best field in golf and be really what ma- major championship is about. So they're already looking at that. Okay. <laughs> Do you know? Do you remember what the Patrick Reed news this week was? Uh, no, no. Uh, Patrick Reed's rare Porsche 911 GT2 oh, RS turns up on a salvage website. God, that was and this it's, like, year. Completely destroyed. The car you could have is told total. me that was three years ago. Yeah, how did this happen? Like, it's for sure his green like Porsche matches it. Very unique item. Yeah, totally, so, total, total. <laughs> the VIN numbers matched. So yeah. it was a $450,000 car. It was one of only a thousand of these cars, these Porsches that were ever made. And he won and he bought it right after he won the masters. Uh-huh. And there were some like masters um, trims to it. Okay. The car had only been driven 361 miles. And on the wreckage website, it sold for $132,000, but we never like yeah. nobody ever found out anything about that? this car yeah. what what the what the store backstory was i don't know if he ever was asked about it yeah what who did that how did that happen that was i i forgot that was this year should get yeah. some investigative reporting on that um Talor gets an exemption into the pga so that makes you know for what? What did they say? He's just—he was like 60th on in the OWGR. Okay, it was just like yeah. kind of got got. You know, they do those exemptions. And, yeah, and yeah. So they got, try to include the top 100 regardless. Yeah. Okay, so he gets an exemption. Everybody's like, ah, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, some some quotes had came out uh, attributed to DJ about Jay Monahan. They said, oh, "We don't give a God. damn how he feels. We know how he feels about us, so it's mutual." So these quotes that everybody's like, God, that doesn't this. sound like DJ. Yeah. And so this week it turns out it was actually Pat Perez. And he has In to take scrum. ownership. Yeah. So he has to take ownership and say, DJ said nothing. It was all me. I said, we don't care what Jay thinks because we know how he feels about us. When I say we, I mean me. I can't speak for the whole group. 
And then he went on to say, like, they made it, it Jay's made it clear he never wants to see me again. I this this was I think this was illustrative at the moment because like live comms freaked out about this like yeah. it's like we are trying not to like kind of antagonize PGA tour or talk shit or take a hostile like tone in press conferences and they're like that this was a mistake and this was not actually DJ and so it's like yeah it's in- indicative of like a different approach this year anyways all right um. Talk on the LPGA. So it's Wilshire week on the LPGA and the event feels bigger than Chevron. True. I mean, the Chevron was kind of a dud. It was. It was like like better marketed. Locals knew that the event existed. Hannah Green wins. Um, PGA Tour Americas is launched, combining the Latin and uh, Canadian tour, which is like, that's a great, an unbelievable step. You know, give... Give somebody a real, uh, you know, like yeah. a 20 event tour to play on down there. Uh, Steven Elker wins on the Champions Tour. Wins the Insperity. Just uh, another Elker win. <laughs> Elker boy. Yeah. Um, Ludwig won the Big 12s. He became the first ever back-to-back conference champion. He shot okay. one of the days, the, th- the, the second to last day, he shot a... 63 a bogey free 63 at prairie dunes in like what was considered like very very hard conditions cold windy shoots a bogey free 63 and it's just like nobody has a chance on sunday on the last day um dr bob parsons esquire article gets released about hallucinogens oh uh, about the he he talked about live players how he how he you know, he thought it was anti-patriotic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how he wouldn't be renewing any of their contracts, you know, gained a lot of fans, honestly. Didn't he come out like an LGBT? Like, yeah. Cares about like, yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's unpatriotic. I'm a veteran of this country. I think they're the enemy or something. I don't know. He was pissed. That was an interview out of nowhere. Should I share my, my Dr. Bob story? Yeah. What is it? From Scottsdale National? I don't know. What? Yeah. Well, now you have to. So this is this happened this the last five-hour episode, yeah. the week before. I don't think we're gonna get through the PGA. Oh, we're going. Let's do it. Okay. So week before, um, so we I had been to Scottsdale National the year before, and the place is unbelievable. It's honestly like one of the best modern courses in the in the in the country. I think personally. And this was my opinion, and I wanted to do. We wanted to do a video about it, um, and so you know we got approval from the club to do a video. And they're like, "Is there anything we could do to help?" And we we're like, "You know, actually, if we could interview Bob, it would be great." <laughs> you know, so they they're like, they get it set up. And we're interview Bob. Egg, so, what's that? So anyways, Fried egg. So anyways, like the reason we wanted to interview him was the architects told us basically like he didn't come by at all. He told us like he told <laughs> us that like he wanted to be surprised because he hadn't had a Christmas morning in, in 20 years. And this was when the course opened. It was going to be his Christmas morning. So it's like the idea of like a an owner who who doesn't meddle with this artistic process of golf architecture was what we wanted to go get that story of and it's an amazing place right 
So anyways, we, we get there. Bob, um, Dr. Bob has a, um, he gets like a hair and makeup done for our little YouTube video, which, you know, it was first. Not from us. Were... We do not have hair and makeup yeah. on staff for he has any his own, own for, right. So anyways, yeah. we're waiting, we're waiting for him. Um, and he has, uh, he has two staff members that were delightful people that work for him. Um, you know, and, and so anyways, he comes and we meet him and literally within like 10 seconds of meeting him, he goes, have you, have you hit my, my G- new gen six irons? They're as smooth as butter. He didn't say that. Dead serious. And butter? I, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm like, I'm dying. I like yeah. I I'm like trying not to laugh because yeah. it sounds just like the commercial, right? Yeah. He's, his like the thing I learned is like the commercial is not a shtick. That's just like who he is. That's Bob. He like literally walks up, and anyways, one of the guy one of the guys is like he he actually played persimmon out there today. And he's like what? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, he said turns. Turns to the two staff, the people that work for him, and says, "Get these guys full bags of clubs." And we're like, "No, no, no. We we cannot take these clubs. You know, the, the that's you know we can't do. That's so nice of you, but that's that's not what we're here for. We can't take the clubs. We're we're doing this we video, and we yeah, really yeah. can't accept these clubs. We cannot accept these. We're journalists. We cannot accept these clubs. Nominally journalists. Yep." And he's like, no, 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 it's it's my treat, my treat. So he goes in to get the hair and makeup done. And the two people that work for him come for, come right up to me and Cameron. And they're they're like, when can you guys get fit for these clubs? And we're like, no, we, we really shouldn't take them. It's so nice of him to offer them. We can't take them. Um, and we don't have time to get fit. And they're like, what do you mean? We're like, well, you we got this interview. Then we got to shoot the golf course. And then it's going to be dark. You can't fit us when it's dark. And we're both flying out tomorrow morning. And they're like, they're like, um, can you just skip shooting the golf course? And we're like, <laughs> well, that's, that's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> we can't skip that. Like, yeah. So anyways, like there, and we're like, anyways, it's not a big deal. We, we, we can't take these clubs anyways, and we can't get fit. And the, the one guy looks at me, and he, I swear I can see like the fear of Doctor Bob in his eyes. He goes, "When Mister Parsons says you get clubs, you get clubs." So, so we make like arrangements for Cameron, but we're in our back of our head. We're like, we're the architects are there, uh, Tim and David. Uh, and we're like, we're going to talk to them. We can't take these clubs. We cannot yeah. take these clubs. Yeah. So we do the interview with Bob. He was like, he was a good, very interesting person to talk to. Yeah. Like the stories. Once we finished, finished the interview, he told us these, these GoDaddy stories for like 40 minutes. It was, it was amazing. Just yeah. some amazing stories. Anyways, we, uh, we go out. Uh, at night, we're going to dinner with the architects, and I say to them, "Guys, you know, I we can't take these clubs. We like, they, listen, like if it ever co- like if it ever comes out, like people are gonna think we did this video for this. This wasn't like we wanted to do the video. We don't want clubs. We didn't want the. We don't want these clubs. We <laughs> we don't want to take them. We like, and it it presents a huge journalistic problem for us. We cannot take these clubs." And uh, 
<laughs> and uh, Tim goes, you know, Andy, really respect, really respect that you you're you're your position on this, but you got to take the club. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I was like, no, I, I, I don't want to take the club because the thing is, if you don't take the clubs, it's going to get back to Bob and you're going to be the guy and I'm going to be the one that he's mad. Everybody at. else gets. Yeah. He, because or you're the, or, yeah. you're the guest that didn't yeah. take the clubs. <laughs> so you're taking the clubs. So anyways, I had to get fit for PXGs, and that spurred me to get my club champion fitting. And then where I they got also to, where I, they also fit me into PXGs. Now you have two sets. Now I got two sets. I got a home and away set. I could ship a, ship ship a set anywhere. I got I got PXGs anywhere I go. But Love that. this you know this moral of the story is if Bob says you get clubs, you get clubs. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's no turn to the, I mean, you don't want to get a guy fired because you were. Well, that was the them. thing. That's yeah. what it got to. It got to this point where it was like, oh, like we're going to ruin people's lives if we don't, if we're going to have like cause we'll damage. donate the clubs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, they're still sitting here. They're in. Right. I got the, I got the, uh, the green camo bag too. <laughs> <laughs> got the green camo bag, the sugar daddy wedges. <laughs> Is that the name, Sugar Daddy? Yeah. I think you're right. I think that is it. The putter is like the tank or something. Black Ops or whatever. Okay. Anything else from Mexico Open Week? Yeah, I got got two more things. What? All right. Aaron Rodgers got traded to the Jets. Great day in Bears history. Okay. And and BC great Zay Flowers is drafted Uh, to your... Arch nemesis Ravens, and uh, I think he's having a good year. Yeah, I was I was down celebrating. I was down in Saint whatever the Virgin Islands. I forget that draft happened. That sucked when I heard that. And they re-signed Lamar. I think I was on vacation. It's like the Ravens were in turmoil when I left. Now they came back. They had re-signed Lamar and drafted like kid for my alma mater. So, all right, there's no Uh, way we're getting through the PGA. Well, I don't know. Do you want to do it? Should I do Wells Fargo? You want to hit well, Wells Fargo? We did Wells Fargo and Byron. We got Byron, too. Oh, Byron's shit. In I there forgot before. about that. Okay. Yeah. I misjudged that. All right. Let's do Wells Fargo. All right. We'll we're do not Wells doing Wells Fargo PGA. and Byron. All right. Wells Fargo. Not a lot happened. This was the first designated dud, like true dud. You had at Well, Shuffler and Rom didn't show up. Right. right? Shuffler and Rom, this is the one they skipped. I mean, you're starting to get into the throes of major championship season. I believe it was, you know, you're, you got PGA coming, U.S. Open. True, real designated dud. At least Harbortown, all the guys were there. You had uh, Spieth in the finish, Fitz, Cantlay. This was a dud. Big news, LaCava. Joe LaCava joins the bag of Patrick Cantlay. <laughs> this is Who knew he would be such a newsmaker in 2023 by the end of it? You know, nearly incites a riot at the Ryder Cup later on. Um you know, there's all this talk about what's the protocols for that. And Joe called Tiger. He said, you know, you'd be crazy not to take the job is what Tiger said per Dan Rappaport. Uh, this was the IL crown week. And this was when Georgia Hall and Charlie Hull just totally bailed on the English team. And Bronte Law called them like uh, they had no decency. They had zero decency. They, they wouldn't send their te- teammates a message that they weren't coming anymore. They like bailed at the 11th hour. I think they played Wilshire. Didn't go up to San Francisco for this. 
and bailed. And then they subbed in two other English women. And, you know, Bronte Law just laid into them in their press conference. Of course, they'd then play the the Solheim Cup and do quite well in that. Uh, We get announced that, you know, the President's Cup really kind of turns things around, goes, gets extreme with it, reaches and names Jim Furyk as the captain. (laughs) That was exciting. Uh, Jay Monahan addresses some media, only some select media at uh, the Wells Fargo and didn't tell a lot. Um, like he had a, a, like 10 guys join him around a little table, stand up. Of course, he's in the middle of everything. This was before June 6th, of course. He said, confirmed Rory's 3 million pip forfeiture. He said, match play will be a part of the schedule going forward, just not in 2024. He had no timeline for a Honda replacement. He also was a dread, like there was a lot of heat about, um, you know, when are you going to let live guys back in any way, shape or form? Uh, he said, no, he said no policy yet. No policy. So he didn't say no, they wouldn't let him in. He just said there was no policy. Uh, it was really, it was announced that, uh, or revealed that Rory McElroy had been working with TaylorMade for six or seven months on wedges. And this was when we were talking about bifurcation. Everybody plays the same thing and everybody pounced on that, or at least I did. <laughs> like, yeah, can we work with TaylorMade for six or seven months to design wedges? Um, so Pace of Play is still hot. There's a big Time Par article or an article on Pace of Play in Golf Digest by Shane Ryan where the tour outlines it. It's like, it's not as simple as you think. Um, you know, we, there's just, it's not that simple of a fix. And it's revealed that time par is 445 for threesomes. And they're just like, you know, we do all this math and we do it. It's like this, everybody thinks we're just, you know, not even trying at our job, but we're really monitoring this and calculating it closely and keeping an eye on it. It's like, well, you're not like really instituting actual punishment and change. It's like a guy gets 50 grand was revealed as a fine for like a third bad time or something well it's then just, they had the they just had the pace of play the new pace of play policy you right good you could be popped every tournament and lose like three hundred thousand dollars right it's like oh right. or i could shoot one i could have if i save one shot in one tournament i'm in contention for uh, for i save the money i make money yep um what else happened oh this was the you big- know what pace of play penalties should be steeper than live penalties Hopefully the private equity. <laughs> just, I like that. Just this make it like you're going to jail if you play slow. This was a big week for another live exemption drama. Uh, it's revealed that U.S. Open exemption language for 2023 LACC has been changed slightly. Uh, players who qualified for the tour championship were exempt. Then in 2023, it was players who qualified and were eligible. So this eliminates only one person. That one person is Talor Gooch, who's obviously playing well at the time. So he qualified. He played the 2022 Tour Championship, but he was not eligible. Uh, He was not eligible for it in 2023, I should say. So uh, he had qualified for it, but he could not play it because he was suspended or banned or whatever it was at the time. So he did not get into the U.S. Open. Phil Mickelson tweets about this. He calls, he says, Mike Wan called it a dick move. Hey, Mike, what about changing a rule and making it retroactive to exclude someone who has already been qualified, who has already qualified? I don't know if it was retroactive. It may have been retributive, but 
Uh, it was a new, it was a rule. It was a rule they set up for 2023. How could Taylor Gooch not take that personal? It's a direct attack on him and his career. career. How does it benefit the USGA or US Open? It doesn't, just a dick move, Phil tweets. Um, it did feel like an unnecessary swerve into drama when they didn't need to, like kind of sneaky, quite honestly. Um, and Gooch tweets that he won't even try to qualify. So he won't even go to sectionals. And try to qualify, which is also kind of a, a wimpy move. I get you're playing great golf. I get that you kind of were done wrong by the change, but at least try and go qualify. Um, what else? Uh, the DP World Tour lawsuit uh, by Poulter, Westwood, Sergio is ruled in favor of the DP World Tour. So they are removed from Ryder Cup consideration. They resign their memberships. Uh, 16 of 17 players fined by the DP World Tour have now paid their fine, but Sergio had not. It was revealed. Um, uh, Rory weighed in at the end of the day that was their choice and they knew that they were potentially going to be consequences of those choices of those actions and here we are Lee Westwood not the brightest bulb in the uh, not the brightest bulb in the strand uh, said I never thought it would end like this this was after it was very clear (laughs) if they accepted live membership like you would he even was on record. He said, indeed, if they ban me, they ban me. He said that when it happened. Like the consequences were very clear. And then he comes out. He said, I never thought it would end like this when he had to actually be removed from Ryder Cup consideration. He hey, even Westy, had Westy Westy's for rollback. He's he's all yeah, for, no, he yeah. wants smaller heads. We're back on Westy Island. He accuses the U.S. tour of be being careful. bullies and doing everything it could to secure global dominance. And said, quote, while he's playing for Saudis, while he's playing for the Saudi Live Tour, he says, quote, I don't want to play under that sort of regime. Is what he said about the DP World Tour being under the thumb of the PGA Tour. Um, Tony Romo's first tee at US Open qualifying gets put in the crosshairs. Lengthy, lengthy routine, pre-shot routine for Similar Tony to Romo. to J.B. Holmes at, uh, at Portrush. There was something I couldn't find. Omar Uresti was banned, I believe, from the PGA Club Pro champ. Uh, and you named it event of the week <laughs> on this grounds. <laughs> I don't know if he was banned or just told not to come, uh, you know, in a menacing way or what. But Omar got himself into like a feature group at uh, what was it, Canada? Canada, yeah, yeah. I think did he? He was at club uh, champions tour qual- Q school recently. I think Adrian Maronk wins the Italian Open. Everyone says he's he's going to be in because it's at Marco Simone, so he's in for the Ryder Cup. He's won. Um, Wells Fargo, the actual Wells Fargo kind of stinks. Wyndham Clark goes 67, 67, 63, 68, and one by four over Xander. Um, I don't know if you remember, Xander was like in need of a win, kind of been a while. Like, you know, he's a great player. He's consistent, but he hasn't won in a while. He was atrocious on Sunday. I don't know if you remember this. He missed like more than half his fairways. It's bad on the uh, greens. Just bad. We learned about Justin Thomas's diet. This is the first time this is revealed. Um, that he's on a he's cut out all gluten and dairy. I said I would do some messed up things for a pizza, and that's become another topic here recently. Um, what else happened? There's some panic about Rory because he gets you know he's obviously done well at Quail Hollow. He did not play well at the Masters. He finishes reemerges at Quail Hollow, finishes t forty seven. Uh, so like, what's going on? He's not playing well. Is he in a slump? Um, what else happened? Oh, you know when you you know when Xander's last win was? What? 
the Olympics. No, Scottish Open, something like that. Shadow leaderboard. Oh, okay. Okay. T one at the tour championship. Another another shadow leaderboard win. He's good at that. He's good at that. So there was like the the narrative about has Rory been wearing too many hats, you know, having to be the tour spokesman and all this starts to take hold. My favorite story of the week. Um Stephen Ames wins the PGA Tour Champions event at TP Sugarloaf. But I don't know if you remember this. Paul Goidos goes nuts about cart usage and tweets about it since deleted, for sure. Uh, since deleted uh, from Twitter about cart usage on the Champions Tour. He said he's at a competitive disadvantage uh, when he does it by walking on the Champions Tour events. It had a photo attached of several, several golf carts being driven on the fairway at TPC Sugarloaf. As a player that thinks you shouldn't be, shouldn't allow to use them, I would be hypocritical to take one during tournament rounds. My mother taught me that two rounds don't make it right when someone asked him why he doesn't take them. He said it's clown. There's a clown. He called Jay Monahan uh, a clown by allowing it. There's no leadership on tour. It's clown stuff. Um, and it's he's like talked about how guys were taking carts up to greens to like look at the green and then drive back to their approach shot. He had seen this. He's like completely competitive disadvantage is being abused and called Jay Monahan a clown and it's sort of a tweet rant. So that was gone and that's been deleted since then. Uh, Tommy Cool DQ'd himself for fixing aeration holes at I, the U.S. Open local qualifier. Oh, maybe I went too long. You think he that. did? You're, you're into All right, that now. does it. Paul Goidos ripping cart usage on the senior tour was the best. His tweets on that. So, all right, all Byron right. Nelson week. Yep. The pace of play, real big theme from the Masters till here, and Jay Monahan goes on SiriusXM and actually insinuates that players are playing too fast. Oh yeah, oh, Do you God, remember this? About this. Forgot about this. We're in the entertainment business, Monahan said. We're on television. Look at the number of times that we're finishing on time, if not early. And that's a frustration of mine because we don't want people turning off CBS or NBC before the competition, before six o'clock. Everybody can't stand how slow everybody's playing on tour, but it's actually, actually, they're playing too fast. Oh, I, this is everybody. Man. Everybody in sports is trying to figure out how to make their game faster, how to make uh, it make people have to pay attention less. You know, fewer commercials, keep, yeah. improve the product, make it quicker. And Monahan says they're playing too fast. Says it out loud, not in some boardroom. Says it out loud. Honestly. Maybe of all the things he's done, this is the worst comment of all of them. I just got to read Goidos's quote while I'm on there. I forgot, I didn't have his tweet up. Okay. If the PGA Tour had a commissioner that had an ounce of leadership skills, he would ban them. <laughs> it's a total clown show. That was just in cart usage, not about commercial load or the early pace of play. Ounce of leadership skills, he would ban them. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Speed WDs with pain in his wrist, and it, it kind of leaves this tournament high and dry. Scotty yeah. Scheffler's the big name, and you know what was going on this week? What this what this week was all about? Husky Boy three Pete, right? Husky Boy be. Mania. 
At least on can, this podcast. Can KH Lee three Pete <laughs> at Craig T. Nelson Ranch. <laughs> One of the featured groups, this should give you an idea of the field. One of the featured groups was Siwoo Kim, Taylor Montgomery, and JJ Spawn. Oh, man. Like, this is a non opposite field featured group. Yeah. So Husky Boys attempting the three peat, and uh I think the PGA tour was trying to jam Husky Boy. <laughs> they were they were Husky, uh, boy, Husky proofing. boy proofing it. <laughs> proofing that? the golf course. Not tiger proofing, but Husky Boy proofing is what we came up with. So they were following which quote unquote the TPC Summerlin plan. So, <laughs> So you might ask, what's the TPC Summerlin plan? Yeah. What was it? The TPC Summerlin plan is a tried and true method with the PGA Tour leadership. You know, the the brain trust that is the PGA Tour. How do we make a course harder? Well, the TPC Summerlin plan is simple. Just take one par five (laughs) and turn it into a par four. And then you have a harder golf course. I remember this. So anyways... The they decided to network. Sh- they decided to shorten a par five and turn it into a par four. So if you were if you were thinking about this, okay, score to par won't be twenty eight under; it'll be twenty twenty four under. Because that's the-, the idea. But hold on, hold on. Let's just think about this real quick. You're taking a hole. Your your problem is your course is too easy. They'd All had right. two years at this at Craig Nelson Ranch, and the winning score was 27, 28, something in there. And they were like, uh, you know, ego was bruised by this. So anyways, your problem is that our course is too too easy, allegedly. Too easy, right? By the by the under so par metric. Don't, yeah. don't, do not think about par here. Just yeah. think, your <clears throat> course easy. is too easy. Yeah. So what do we do? What do we do to make it harder? Let's shorten one of the holes. <laughs> one of the long holes, we're going to shorten. And that's going to make it harder. Well, but that's not what they, yeah. they changed the par. So like the scores, but all they did was they took like a 540 yard par five and made it a 480 yard par four. So they actually made the hole. They made the hole easier because but, the scores on the hole will be lower. But what was the winning number, Andy? Did the mo- model work? <laughs> I think it was 23. I think it worked. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? Our winners are 27, 28 <laughs> under. I think the winning number is 23. The TPC Summerlin model or plan worked to perfection. Let me see what, what the number was. Jason Day won, and it was, uh, let's see. I was waiting for the PGA Tour website to load here. Maybe <laughs> waiting a little while. Should have gone with. Oh, here we go. Uh, at twenty three under. So instead of twenty seven, it was twenty three under. But the idea that you're making a course harder when you shorten a hole is a farce. You're making the course actually easier. So it was twenty five and twenty one, twenty six. 
and 22 and 23 and 23. So it actually went down. Husky it went boy. down. It got got easier technically. I mean, the, 23 under t- is not 26, Andy. They, they're happy about that. The TPC Summerlin plan worked. <laughs> ATT announced it was out for next year with the with with it so they they're looking for a sponsor there too okay but they they also had this drama of raytheon wanted to sponsor oh, yeah it. that was a weird <laughs> moment but raytheon sells missiles to saudi arabia so they they said no to the spot to the sponsorship allegedly i don't know what that report got yeah whatever okay um live guys are getting fined like 500 uh euro if they five hundred thousand euro, if they didn't resign their membership, okay. was like the the fines like okay. that came out. So Phil like tweeted and then deleted a tweet, uh oh, because of a typo. And he put okay. it back up. Then he deleted it again and let it like marinate for a while, and then tweeted again the same message but slightly varied. The message like toned down a little bit not as yeah he toned harsh. it down okay so he waited a while there's like a the, the first tweet and delete was like a typo okay because it was just like instantaneous you know yeah yep. but then the next one came with like a little pause but the tweet was pga uses owgr to get in number 103 tringali number 111 munoz number 111 or 110 co-crack out Number 128, Hostler in. <laughs> Colluding with the tour and against Liv. Three years from now, who is most likely to be here? Monahan or Liv? We won't forget. You two, Juan. Juan? Adding, dragging Juan into it. I mean, first question. Monahan or Liv? Who's more likely? I don't know. I think might be looking good on that one. Yeah, Juan though. Juan's kind of seems like unnecessary, but all right. He's mad about the Gooch exemption. Uh, Jason Day wins for the first time in five years. Uh, yep. Pretty great win. It was, cool. it was a good, cool win. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then uh, let's see. I got the Liv Tulsa was going on same time. Okay. Uh, and DJ beat Cam Smith and. Uh, Brandon Grace in a playoff. Um, so Scotty Scheffler got asked about the rollback ball if the tour would go back to the rollback ball. Yeah. Oh, roll rolled back the ball. Uh, I'm not too opinionated on it at the moment. I think it's more interested in kind of the golf course design side of things. I think a lot of golf courses that they've changed over time is to help with the length, but then they take out a lot of the trees and the areas get bigger to hit in. And then. Uh, and all you've got to do now is is just send it. So the golf course design is more of a culprit to guys hitting it, trying to hit it really far. Look at Hilton Head. Look at Colonial. Those golf courses have stood the test of time. They've got they've got stuff in the way. Stuff, <laughs> stuff in the way. <laughs> it's more of a placement golf course. Look at the players. Guys can't overpower that one. It's more of a golf course design thing than it is the golf ball deal. So the key to golf course design is just to put stuff in the way. God. Ugh. Okay. Uh Seth Waugh 
had some big quotes on Liv. Yeah. Their logic about team play being something significant that people can get behind, I think, is flawed. I don't think and this was an article with the Times, uh, the UK. Um, okay. I don't think people really care about it, and I don't see how it's a survivable business model. They can fund it as long as they want to, but no matter how much money you have, at some point, burning it doesn't feel very good. And I don't see that they, I don't see they are accomplishing much. Yep, he went pretty, he swerved into traffic on that one, uh, you know. The uh, NLU Manning cast uh, type thing that they did for the PGA, the simulcast got announced. So okay. that was a big, big deal for uh, independent media. Uh-huh. Um, PGA Tour U, they had big changes, which turned out yep. to be quite significant. So uh, instead of... You know, the usual structure, the first place on PGA Tour U got a PGA Tour card for 2024. Look at that. Ludwig. Ludwig. Hey, Bear. Isn't it a good thing that, you know, the the best college golfer gets to just go to PGA Tour? Yep. I think that worked out. And then two to five are exempt on Corn Ferry Tour, um, which worked out also. Uh, Adrian uh, Dumont de Chassart and uh, Fr- I think Fred Biondi um, also might have gotten this card um, from that time. So big, big uh, change. Um, do you remember round three of the Div- NCAA Division Three Women's Championship was no, canceled? No, why would I remember that? <laughs> it was canceled because of a bad hole location. Oh, unplayable which hole was location. Deemed unplayable. Everybody's butts were putting. They couldn't. <laughs> so they couldn't butt around it. And it, like 40% of the rounds got done. I mean, people were taking like 12s, 13s on this hole, all because of putting. Forgot about that. The tailor-made video of Tiger came out uh, uh, when it was big catnip. It still is catnip. When he when he talks to Scott, he's talking to Scotty, and he says, "When I'm flushing it, I don't take divots." And Scotty's just like perplexed. He's like shook. What do you mean? You know, you don't take divots. <laughs> um, you had the audacity. What? The audacity to attempt to claim that Cleveland was a better city than Chicago. All right, we don't need to get into that. That's a fair argument to make. It's a reasonable argument to make. Galaxy braid shit. Okay, go ahead. Um, All right, I forgot um, about that. I totally forgot DJ won Liv Tulsa. That was not even a thing. I remember the grounds being like decrepit, the course being in bad shape, people jumping all over that. Bunky Perkins tweeting fairways like that are just browned out and no grass on a lot of it. But I so, think they did well. So uh, Brandon Grace shot. Uh, the, <laughs> he said he set another live record for lowest competitive round. Great. Till Bryson broke it. He shot 61. Cedar he Ridge. Said, he said, club. listen. So somebody asked him to compare it to the. To sixty two no, at Burkdale? Oh God. I forgot. And he about said, that. listen, this is this for us is majors at the moment, so we'll take it. Oh God. That's terrible. And then during the pro am, uh the Thunder coach 
somebody was videoing them teeing off they were directly they were like they were like basically one foot in front of him and directly behind him he's a lefty filming it so like basically like i mean standing in like the safest place you could possibly be (laughs) and he like reverse shanked it 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 went off like the hosel of the driver bounced into the ground popped up and hit the camera it's that guy's name mark dango yeah yeah head coach I was oh, afraid God. to I was afraid to pronounce his name. All right. All right. God about that. That's Pro-Am. it. That's it. All right. Byron Pro-Am. Nelson. Live All right. Nelson. We're to the right. PGA. The research is done. Yeah, we're going. We're pro- pushing forward. I think we're more than halfway done with this year interview. And it's December eleventh. We're good. Too much news coming down the pipe. I know, I know. Too much funding and ROM and all this stuff. But we're getting there. All we'll right. be back. We'll uh, we'll be back Wednesday, I think. We'll do we'll do PJ at least, and probably get whip to around US Wednesday. Open. I suspect we'll get to to the U.S. Open by that. Could be some so. big news by Wednesday. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. All right, everyone, enjoy your uh, Mondays. Sorry for this beefy boy episode, but this year interview, you can listen to it at your leisure whenever you need to over the holidays. We will talk to you on Wednesday. 